for whatever reason, I didn't have the tools to like get ahead of it. So I tried to escape it all the time, you know, and a lot of times escaping it was just, you know, mindlessly being online or like you said, shopping. That was always a great thing, right? Because if I just get this one perfect skirt, then my life is going to be amazing, you know? So there was always that thing of just kind of escaping it. So I often think that if Marie Kondo's book wouldn't have just fallen into my lap somehow, and if it wouldn't have been so easy to read, and if she wouldn't have been so engaging and captured just my attention for the amount of time it took to read the book, I could have just continued on this way maybe forever. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today, we're going to talk about how disorganized environments contribute to stress and anxiety and how stress and anxiety contribute to disorganization. It's a vicious cycle, and many of us are all too familiar with it. We will then talk about how KonMari is designed to confront some of the causes of organizational stress by working toward a home and workplace that is intentional and supportive of your best life going forward. But before we dive right in, you know what time it is. It's time for a joy check. Karen, what's sparking the most joy for you lately? Well, I have to say that I hope that I have ended a very, very long search for two perfect backpacks. I think that I have purchased and returned about 20 of them. And I think that this is definitely a big side effect of KonMari, where back in the old days, it might have been like, oh, well, I have 10 backpacks that serve kind of a purpose. Each one of them does something a little different. I knew that I just wanted to have two that did everything I needed. The first one is really more for travel, kind of a big trip, you know, carry-ons. I used to carry tote bags through the airports. It was horrible. I've always felt like I was just hurting my back and it was just, I always had too much stuff to carry. I didn't really like the little wheelie things. I hate taking those on the planes. So a backpack was the ideal solution, but I could not find one that was big, but I didn't feel was really ugly. Somehow, after searching and searching, I ran across this collab between Rolf Simons, who is a Danish designer, and Eastlake, which is the old school backpack company. And it's awesome. It's like just a little obnoxious. It's this big red thing, but it just has a little bit of style to it. And it's the perfect size for my big laptop, anything that I want to take on the plane, and that extra set of clothes just in case you know, travel documents, anything that I need to keep with me on a plane. So happy with that. Then I needed to get a backpack that was kind of a day carry. I wanted something that was also for travel, but that would not take up much space and that I could actually even fit it inside of the big backpack if I needed to. Looked and looked, could not find anything. Thought I wanted something leather at first. And then I thought, you know, I really don't. I just want something that's really casual and attractive, but just, you know, useful. I found one on Amazon by a company called Kavu. It's K-A-V-U. And apparently they make tons of backpacks and everybody loves them. I had never even heard of them before. They must have had 30 different patterns. And I found a pattern that I thought was kind of me. And it just arrived today and it's actually perfect. And it's just in time for my trip coming up before too long. So after 
I don't know, probably annoying several people at several different shops, plus returning several bags from several different places. I think I have finally gotten the two correct backpacks for me. And again, I think this is just really all kind of a byproduct of Kanmari is that if I decide that I want to own something, I just can't settle for anything that's not exactly right, which means sometimes there's a little bit of a search that goes on. But by the end of the search, I know exactly what's right for me. And it happens to be backpacks this time, but it can be other things. So, you know, I think it's really good the way Kanmari kind of translates into new thinking for me about other areas of my life, which is something we're definitely going to be talking about today. Yeah, it's so amazing how our sensitivity for joy is just so incredibly heightened. Like everything that we invite into our life has a really specific purpose. And it's so funny. I didn't know until today that we had this mutual love for backpacks. (laughs) A backpack is actually a big part of my own Kanmari journey. I love to just be hands-free and I love to have one utility bag that just really works hard for me, something to put my laptop in, something to put my notebooks in and things like that. So I actually took all of the clothes that had tags on them that were brand new that I found during my Kamari journey and bought a backpack from Toomey. And it's nylon. So Uh super light, super durable. I've had it now for probably over three years. And it still almost looks brand new. It does need a little refresher. It's starting to fade a little bit because like I said, it is black, but it is amazing. I switched to another backpack temporarily and I went right back to my old face. (laughs) And I started to also carry a separate backpack to my client appointment. So I visited a Japanese theme store called Top Drawer that's in my neighborhood and Top drawer has all of these really cool things. I picked up a couple of other non-backpack related things there too. But I walked away with this really cute canvas yellow backpack that zippers all the way open, almost like a packing cube. Hmm. And it is just, I, I think I've gone through at least three attempts to find the perfect bag to hold my Kamari kit, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was the winner so far. And I look forward to getting one of my clients who loves and really has a great business around t-shirt design and embroidery to embroider my logo into it too. So it's going to be really special once I reach out to her and I've been testing it and now I feel like this yellow bag is the one. So we'll see. (laughs) But that's really cool that we were both kind of shopping for the same thing and we found the ones that spark joy. Yeah, there was a, a recent article in some periodical that was talking about how it was basically saying, you should not be carrying backpacks if you're older than 30 and you look silly if you're wearing a suit and a backpack. They got so much pushback. from <laughs> Everyone was just like, no. And apparently backpacks are really coming back into fashion. Yeah. I think I read in the same article that like backpack sales are up like 22%. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a better way. I mean, it's like if you have to carry stuff around and you're distributing the weight on your back, it's just much better for you, I think, in the long run. I think so too. And they look so stylish now, like you're yeah. saying. So many colors, so many styles. It almost looks essentially like a basic black tote bag you'd bring to work or sure. I mean, look closer to briefcase style. So yep. they're so functional and comfortable as well, especially when you're on the go like we are with no cars <laughs> on public transportation. Right. Juggle a lot of things in our hands. 
Very good. Besides backpacks, what is sparking joy for you today, Kristen? Yeah, well, something that I've recognized this summer is that I have been shifting myself to try to go no buy, no spend in certain categories of my everyday products around my home. Now, of course, there are certain things I have to buy, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, things like that are necessary to replenish. But there are some other things that I've been holding on to and realize that I just need to use them up. As I was trying to do, you know, trial and error uh-huh. for these products, I realized that there were some that didn't spark joy, but uh, hung around. And so I, what I decided to do is use them up before buying the product that I landed on and that I loved. So for example, hair products, I just went to a festival in New Orleans and received a whole bunch of hair products, Ah, like little samples of things. Uh-huh. So I'm going to use those all up before I purchase new full bottle sets of the one that I land on that sparks joy. So I'm actually not going to use them for travel situations. I'm going to use them as they're intended to test out the product. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. And then lotions as well. I have this one jar of lotion that specifically to me, it smells like vacation. (laughs) I know that sounds strange, but it's just so tropical. So I always keep it for when I'm going on big trips where I'd have a checked bag and can just bring the whole container. So I'm using that up and I'm using up natural deodorants that I was testing for a while until I landed on the right one. Mm -hmm. When I'm not in really intense (laughs) humidity and heat, I use the ones that didn't quite, you know, make the mark in terms of deodorants, which is a whole nother story in and of itself. But then there's also makeup too that falls into that category where I'm really using everything up. I have no more bronzer left at the moment no more blush, or I just replaced the blush. So I'm just making sure that I'm using what I have. And it's just been really fun. I've almost made it into a game. And of course, I'm saving money. And then I'm spending money on intentional products that I know I'll use because I've done on this trial and error. So it's been really fun. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that because I know that there have been times in my life when I've, you know, bought the wrong shampoo. And, you know, sometimes I'll use something like that for an alternative use. So like a shampoo that I don't love, maybe I wash out delicate. Or if it's like samples that I get for like a face cream or something and I don't like it, well, maybe it's okay as a hand cream, you know? So just using things up, maybe not necessarily for the intended purpose can also be a way to, you know, feel like you're not wasting things, but that you're not just hoarding a bunch of things that you don't really like or that you're not going to be using. Yeah, it's so interesting how most of the things that have been left behind that I'm finding, I have enjoyed them with the exception of some of the deodorants, everything else, I've enjoyed them, but I just somehow have too many of them, like Uh uh built up. So before I explore the next scent or the next format or whatever, I'm just plowing through them and it's been really fun. You know, I think product loyalty is a real thing. Like Mm -hmm. I would say that most of my personal care products are things that I have used for years and years. And if I use something else, it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting that, you know, you just sometimes have to really search to find the things that work for you, whether it's toiletries or backpacks. Yeah. All right. So let's dive right into the topic at hand. Now, before we get started on our topic, 
we have a very important caution. Working the KonMari method is not the same as working with a mental health professional by any means. We believe that an organized life can lead to less stress, but certain types of anxiety are diagnosable medical disorders and no amount of organized counter space is a substitute for getting treatment for distressing symptoms. In our show notes, we will list out some great resources for learning more and getting help. Okay. Now let's start with what's the difference between stress and anxiety? So stress is your body's reaction to a trigger, and it's generally a short-term experience. So stress can be positive or negative. When it kicks in, it helps you pull off the deadline you thought was a lost cause, which is a positive. When stress results in insomnia or poor concentration and impaired ability to do things you normally do, that unfortunately is a negative. So stress is a response to a threat in any given situation. Anxiety, on the other hand, is a sustained mental health disorder that can be triggered by stress. So anxiety doesn't fade into the distance once the threat is mediated. Anxiety hangs around for the long haul and can cause significant impairment in social, occupational, and other important areas of functioning. In short, anxiety is often the result of enduring long-term stressful situations. For our purposes, we are going to refer to clutter anxiety as the emotional response to living with disorganization over a long period of time. Of course, clutter anxiety doesn't apply to everyone who has organizational issues. Many people live quite happily with disorganization and a little chaos. And this is not to say that an untidy home is the cause of anxiety. Not at all. It's just a symptom of the underlying condition. So certainly achieving a tidy home will not cure clutter anxiety, but it may help reduce the out-of-control feeling that many of us experience before tidying. Do you identify with any of these feelings? Anxiety about how to start organizing your things. Frustration at arranging the same things over and over again. Feeling like, why bother keeping a tidy home when it's just going to get messy once again? Maybe you're experiencing fear of having others see your home in a messy state or feeling too tired to straighten up following a stressful day. Feeling hopeless about keeping a tidy home when so many other things are occupying your thoughts. The goal of tidying is different for everyone, but some goals include the desire to feel calmer, more relaxed, and to have less worry about facing a new day. It's having a greater appreciation of the things that you love without feeling burdened by the clutter they create. If only you could get organized once and for all, things would be so much better, right? Well, we believe that some things would be better. When simplicity and serenity become words that describe your home and your life, you'll make room for the things that are really important to you. Let me describe to you a typical day in my life before Kanmari. I'd get up early with every intention to go to the gym and get to work early. I would decide, though, that I would rather check Facebook a little bit longer and then maybe I'll go to the gym after work. Then I would zone out until I couldn't wait another minute to start getting ready. I'd at some point realize that I had nothing that I really wanted to wear because I had put off doing laundry for the week. 
Then I dig through the pile of my not yet dirty, but worn once options, most generally piled up on a chair. I'd race to the train, hoping that there would be no train delay because I barely had enough time to make it to work. I would probably get to work a little late and kind of sneak in, hoping nobody would notice me. I'd stare at a hundred emails, trying to figure out what to do first. I'd panic every time a new email popped up because it might be somebody who needed me to do something right away. I'd eat lunch at my desk, trying to take a few minutes to just zone out and stare at my phone for a little bit. And of course, maybe I'd buy something on eBay. Maybe there would be a pair of boots that I just had to have. And it was just too good of a deal to pass up. I'd likely stay late at work because I couldn't stay focused during the day with so much going on and I was too busy jockeying my inbox. Then I'd get home eventually exhausted. I would decide not to go to the gym because laundry. And then I'd sit on the couch for a bit and eat Chinese staring at the TV. Following, looking at my voicemails and my text messages from my family and friends, I would then make a decision. I would call them all tomorrow or text them tomorrow and make plans, maybe tomorrow or the next day or next week. Then I'd decide to do laundry tomorrow because I really should go through that stack of junk mail on the counter. I'd start on the mail and get distracted by a pile of birthday cards that I had forgotten to send. Then I'd go online and write a bunch of sorry I was late with your birthday emails to family and friends. Then I'd get on Amazon and buy a case of 24 rolls of paper towels and a couple of bins that promised to certainly organize my kitchen. I'd go to bed too late, determined to get to the gym in the morning. Every day was not like that for me, but it was that way a lot of times. And this was just kind of my life. It just felt like I was just chasing my tail around, trying to get the things done that needed to be done and not really giving myself time to do the things that I wanted to do or that should do for my well-being. And overall, I was a pretty organized person. You would not have looked around my apartment and thought that I had a lot of clutter, but I had no systems. I had no logic to how I managed the routines of my day. Something had to change. I can totally relate to the living a life that doesn't seem very intentional or seems very reactive. Pre-Kanmari, I was definitely in a state of drift. I learned this term well after completing my tightening event. And when I heard about it, I was like, that's exactly where I was. It's definitely something that happens when you're living an unintentional life. I learned about it from a book called Design Your Future by Dominique Cortuccio. I was essentially sleepwalking through my days, trying to put my head down and just do what I needed to do, the bare minimum to get by. I found myself in a place where I was self-aware. I knew something wasn't right. So I would try different things to kind of jolt myself out. Or I would try certain things to cope with my scenario. So for example, I went back to school for interior design, went and dedicated myself to a master's degree. Factors that I couldn't control prevented me from going deep into the industry. So I ended up volunteering through a time of recession uh, at the time for the design industry. That was a way to wake myself up just a little bit. But because I couldn't take that full leap, I still felt like I was drifting because I was still in a job that had stopped inspiring me. So therefore, I changed my lifestyle. I then shifted to 
moving in intentionally to my parents' house for a year, putting all, well, some of my belongings in storage and renting out my condo. And at that point, I did take a moment to explore, but even that drastic change wasn't enough. I needed something to really bring me towards recognizing there was other behaviors in the way that were contributing to things like debt and just the monotony of what was going on in my life. So I was mindlessly shopping to cope with the fact that I wasn't comfortable with not living in my purpose and living in my truth and helping others in a way that was really tangible. I then met the method. But prior to that, my days were as unorganized as you described, Karen, as well. (laughs) Very reactive. And yeah, just limiting. You know, I love that term drift because that describes so much of what I experienced. But I also just that kind of nagging sense of anxiety and kind of the pit in the middle of my chest. And for me, it was, it never really came out in, you know, gastric intestinal issues. It was almost always just this kind of like pressure and almost like a sharp in the middle of my chest. It just said basically to me, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing right now, regardless of what it was. And it never felt like I could, for whatever reason, I didn't have the tools to like get ahead of it. So I tried to escape it all the time, you know, and a lot of times escaping it was just, you know, mindlessly being online or like you said, shopping. That was always a great thing, right? Because if I just get this one perfect skirt, then my life is going to be amazing, you know? So there was always that thing of just kind of escaping it. So I often think that if Marie Kondo's book wouldn't have just fallen into my lap somehow, and if it wouldn't have been so easy to read, and if she wouldn't have been so engaging and captured just my attention for the amount of time it took to read the book, I could have just continued on this way maybe forever. But I began to believe after reading the book that something could be different and that I could begin to reduce this amount of stress in my life. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to the show. Kanmari can lead you to a life that's less stressful. So first you need to decide what less stress actually looks like. And a perfect tool for that is to utilize the method of vision statement. We're exploring the vision of your ideal lifestyle and ideal living environment. By thoughtfully putting together the idea of what you would like for yourself going forward, you'll be able to structure this method to you. It is your method, after all, everyone's idea of what they want for themselves is different. The structure of your vision will help keep you on track as you work through the categories. The usefulness of the question, what is the future use of this item, 
is so great, but you have to know what you want for the future first. Once you have your vision firmly in mind and maybe on paper or some other format, you'll begin to see just how getting that far can give you more hope for a more organized life. For more information on how to use the vision statement in beginning your KonMari method, go to episode five of the SparkJoy podcast, How to Visualize Your Ideal Lifestyle and Living Environment. So that feeling of optimism or hope that your vision provides is so important. Just try to feel hopeful and stressful at the same time. It's almost impossible. Hope pushes back against stress. Working through the categories of Kanmari can build step-by-step your sense of optimism. Little by little, you'll begin to trust your judgment until you have confidence in your ability to decide what's right for you and a true understanding of your values. In our experience, working from the perspective of what's right for you and your values will make you a better friend, family member, neighbor, colleague, and even citizen. Many of our clients report that the simple acts of putting their things away at the end of the day creates a soothing sense of calm and a tranquil end to their day. And you probably won't believe this if you haven't tried vertical folding yet, but folding your clothing so that it fits well into its space can be so relaxing. It's true that a lifetime of feeling overwhelmed probably won't be completely resolved by the task of getting your home to a state of ultimate tidiness, but it will create space for you to think about adding calming routines into your day. As you are working through the Kamari categories, sorting and joy checking along the way, we have some practical tips for reducing stress in your life. A stress response can be unlearned over time by intentional and thoughtful self-care. Coping with stress requires some trial and error. You will find that certain ideas work better than others for you and that some techniques will leave you cold. The only way to truly know is to just give them a try. First technique we want to explore is relaxation. So relaxing your breathing. Try elevator breathing. So breathe in for four counts and then out for four. Then try to breathe in for five and out for five until you get to eight or whatever feels comfortable for you. Then start at eight counts, in for seven, out for seven, until you get back to four. Pay attention to how you feel afterwards. Practice mindfulness. Go for a walk without your phone in your hand. Look around at your surroundings. What do you notice? Sit with no distraction and focus on a candle or favorite object. Where does your mind wander? How hard is it to return your focus to the candle? Make sure to get moving. You don't need to do anything but go outside, take a walk, even take the stairs instead of the elevator. Pay attention to your mood after you've just done a little exercise or explore nature. Keep a journal. You can even just track your mood and energy via an app throughout the day. This will give you information about your daily ups and downs. Or go all out and get a journal, journal your thoughts and feelings in a paper or digital format. Just give yourself permission to donate unused journals if it turns out to be not for you. Get creative. A creative outlet can make a real difference in your mood. So being creative trains your thoughts 
to think differently and can lead you to solutions and opportunities in other areas of your life. So try a new hobby or just doodle or even start a podcast. (laughs) These are just a few ideas. You can probably think of several more. We'd love to hear them. Tag us at sparkjoy underscore podcast on Facebook or Instagram, and we will feature your suggestions in our feed. Remember, KonMari is not therapy or a substitute for professional medical help. Anxiety can be a serious illness and there is help available. We have both seen how KonMari can help you build a life that is less stressful and more tranquil. Every step of the way can give you insights into what works for you and your life. And if you decide that sitting on the couch, eating Chinese one night is what you want to do some nights, then you'll do it with joy. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.